things my family did I am not the voices in my head I am not the pieces of the brokenness inside I am light I am light Welcome everyone to the Being Inspired Radio Show. I am your host, Amanda Johnson, and I am thrilled to have another inspiring guest with us today. I have with us Kristen Zegers, and she is a woman who I have now known for over two years. We met during a life coach training program, Mentor Master Class, and we knew each other for many, many months virtually. And I just remember when I read what she shared or heard her on a call or experienced her energy, her her presence, I was captivated. I was really um, mesmerized by this woman. She she has this groundedness, this confidence, and and yet she is um, just so supportive and loving and kind of all these things, of course, that we that we desire to have more of in our lives. And then I had the pleasure of meeting her in person and we shared a house together during a week and I got to really know her on a much deeper level and I was honored to have that um, that opportunity. And so I'm thrilled to introduce you to her today and to hear her wisdom and her insights and the gifts that she has to share with the world as they come through our conversation. Kristen is a change catalyst for people who are ready to connect with their true nature and become stronger leaders in their own lives. And she blends the yin and the yang by working with the inner world of mindset, beliefs, and intentions, and outer world with tools such as feng shui and aromatherapy. She guides women, men, and teens in connecting deeply with their values, their desires, and their mission in the world, coaching them in the creation of harmonious, fulfilling, and joy-filled lives. And who doesn't want more of that? So welcome to the show, Kristen. I'm so, so glad you're here. Thanks, Amanda. I am so happy to be here with you. (laughs) (sighs) Me too. So for those who have listened to the show, or if you're joining us for the first time, what I like to do with these inspiring conversations is to really trust that they will be just that. And uh, to use the word from Kristen's bio, I, I will, we like to anchor the conversation on a theme or a concept, something that is very present for the guest or what the guest stands for. And so when I asked Kristen this question, you know, what do you and what, what is alive in your being, she offered a few, a few options. You know, these, this is, I'm a stand for these things in my life. And I, I look forward to seeing which of those come into our conversation. But the one that really stood out for me, so as I read these, I, I allowed one of them to really land. And the one that stood out is this idea of integrity, um, modeling integrity for the next generation, being in integrity. And so with that in mind, I went to some of my resource manuals. Um, I have a number of books that I like to reference time and time again, and I felt called to The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, um, which I have certainly referenced and quoted many times before. And for this one, I found a quote that that has to do with integrity and more, um, but I'd like to read it. And as I read it, I ask that 
for those listening, if you can, and Kristen, if you can, close your eyes, really let the words sink into your being and see what truth is is awoken in you as I read this. And then we'll use that as a jumping off point for our conversation. So what Eckhart Tolle says in The Power of Now is this, watch any plant or animal and let it teach you integrity, which means to be one, to be yourself, to be real. Watch any plant or animal and let it teach you integrity, which means to be one, to be yourself, to be real. So Kristen, what comes up for you as you hear that quote? Um, so when I heard that quote, um, I just, I kind of giggled to myself and I said, yeah, that's, that's coming back home. This is kind of the basis of the work that I do is turning to nature as an example of how we can bring harmony into our own lives. Um, to be one, to be yourself, to be real. Um, gosh, and, and being real, that is what I want us all to do, is to get to know ourselves on this deeper spiritual level and live from that place, as opposed to all of the um, roles and expectations of the outside world. Um, turning inward and and being guided from that place, and it's just what happens in nature. Like like the the sunflower doesn't bloom and say, "Geez, you know that tulip is pink. I wish I was pink," or you know, uh, you know, I wish I was blooming in the middle of the winter. Like nature just is true to herself and it's so deeply rooted in trust and faith and self-nurturing. I just, it's pretty magical that that, well, that, that is that, the quote that, that you chose. <laughs> I agree. I agree. And I think, you know, knowing, I love that. And I was, as you were talking about nature, I had that same thought, you know, flowers aren't there comparing themselves to one another and, and, you know, our animals. And we were even talking that, you know, we've, our pets are here and they aren't looking to the other and saying, oh gosh, you know, if, if only I were more like that, or if only I could, you know, whatever that, that sense of obligation, duty, role, expectation, they are who they are. And what I love is that this actually, this pointed back to integrity um, as well, because I, being something, you know, that that is something that you stand for. um, I thought that was such a powerful way of defining it for one. And I'd love to hear your thoughts too around integrity. You know, what, what does it mean for you? And, and how have you, how do you know when you're standing in integrity? Mm. Me? For me to be an integrity, first of all, that's super important to me. It's become more so in the past few years when I've really felt into that word. Um, But it requires knowing my values. Um, 
you know, me really looking at what are the most important things in my life that I'm not willing to compromise. Um, things for me, it's things like um, personal responsibility. It is um, peace. It is um, grace love. And when I am really tuned in and tapped into these values, it changes the way I show up in the world. So whether it, when I hit challenging situations in my life, I'm so tuned into those values, those things that are the core of who I am and what I stand for, that I approach the challenges in life from that place of love, from that place of peace, from that place of grace. And and in doing that, I can kind of release the um, attachment to the outcome of whatever that may be and know that whatever it is, I stood in my integrity and I can feel good about that. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. And what I love is, for you to even know what your values are, you know, going back to what you said earlier, you've got to, you first got to know yourself. You you had to get, you had to get clear. You had to get real, be one with who you are. And so, you know, we're stripping away some of those, I believe some of those expectations, right? Because sometimes we may feel there, the, the expectation is not to stand in peace or grace or, or whatever it may be in the moment, but when we are true to ourselves and we know who we truly are, then we can say, yes, this is what I stand for. These are, this is what's important to me. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah, that. What I see a lot in our society is um, people falling back on their values of their upbringing. Um, and, you know, I was raised I was raised in a Catholic family. My mom wasn't Catholic, but my, my dad was. And, um, and you know, I, I hear a lot of people talking about, they say things like Christian values or family values and things like that, which is lovely if you're attached to that and that really is true for you. Um, you know, I like to ask, well, tell me what those are. You know, tell me what family values means to you. And I think um, a lot of people, as they move, kind of, you know, they start to establish their own lives outside of their original um, family, you know, that they were born into and create their own families or their own lives out in the world. Um, they don't often take the time to really stop and examine, wait a minute, let me check in with that. And based on the experiences that I've had in my life, are those values still as strong for me as they used to be? Or are there new values that I hold, again, based on my experiences in my own unique life, that um, I want to replace some of these old values with? Um, I think there's kind of a, a feeling that values don't change in your life. But what I really find is that they do. Um, and maybe um, some maybe. never go away, but almost like um, some rise to the top. 
when others are kind of more securely anchored in, in our being and, and we kind of bring our focus to something new. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. And I love that. And I actually love that you are giving us all permission to, to be flexible, to allow those values to change. And what I hear you saying is that it takes time. It takes us pausing. It takes us stopping for a moment or many moments to get quiet. Okay. Is, and then start that reevaluation process. Is this value still true for me? Is this value still serving me? It requires responsibility. I don't get to just say, well, this is how I was raised and this is what, so therefore, right. I don't get to pass the Mm -hmm. buck. So (laughs) is there, I mean, I'd love to hear your thoughts there too. Like where does responsibility now come into, to play for you? Yeah, absolutely. You know, what just came into mind when you were saying that is, um, so I'm a mom of three kids and my oldest daughter is, is 15. She's a sophomore in high school. And, and I find (laughs) that, um, I'm constantly coaching my kids and, and they're my greatest teachers. Um, but she's at a point in her life where she, I want her to be establishing her own set of core values. And this helps me to kind of look at this continually for myself as well. But when something happens to her, she kind of, you know, she goes into a trigger, right? She's a teenager. She, there's drama around it or whatever. And I ask her like, what about that doesn't feel right to you? You know? And, and, um, like if it's if it's girls talking behind each other's backs, right? I'm like, what about that? It um, represents how you don't want to be in the world. How can you find out how you do want to be in the world? What? How can you define that? Um, and we have those kind of conversations. I'm blessed with a daughter that that will have those conversations with me. Not all teenagers will, but to come up with a value such as um, um, compassion, you know, or, um, or support, especially of other girls. This is kind of where I talk about um, being a model for the next generation. Um, you know, does she see me talking bad about other women in my life? And, you know, is that modeling for her a value that she's going to hold as she grows into her adulthood? So um, it does. It's definitely personal responsibility. You know, you can't go and say everybody else is doing it and therefore I'm going to do it. You need to stop and feel into that. How does that feel in my system? And if it doesn't if feel it doesn't, right, then abandon that no matter what society says you're supposed to do, right? You have to trust that feeling that we have for ourselves, even if it's against the cultural norm. That's so powerful. And what I love is, I mean, what a beautiful, by the way, but what a beautiful model of, um, of what you are offering, right? I mean, you are, you're both, both modeling to your daughter. Now you've modeled to all of us, how we can, we can relate to our, our children and our teenagers. Should we have some? And I just think it's so powerful and what an important role. And what I love is you are, you're giving her an opportunity to take her own responsibility, to be her own, a leader in her own life. Um, And what's also great is that this isn't something that then stops when we're, you know, developing, you know, as a, as a child or a young adult, 
we get to keep doing this, you know, so some of us, um, some of us are going to be doing this into our 50s and 60s. You know, can I still pause and say, wow, does this feel right or good in my system? And if not, let me take a look at that. And let me have some responsibility instead of just saying, well, that's what everyone else is saying, or this is how I've been my whole life. And I'm not saying it's easy, right? Because it's not necessarily easy. But there's the invitation. Right. There. And I would right. say it's not only our permission to do that, it's almost our obligation to do that, to be true to ourselves um, and kind of push those expectations of the outside world. I think we're being called to do that. That's what I feel. Mm. Like. That's, yeah. And I, I like, I mean, that's just so powerful. Again, it's, it's, you're right. This is not, yeah, yeah. Go ahead if you'd like to. No, we, we really need to. And I, I mean, we see it all around us. Um, the absolute it's just the importance of it. And actually, as you were just saying that, I, the, this question came in and I'm so curious about it, which is why, you know, you said these beautiful um, things for you, what you stand for, you know, this, this idea of kindness and being a leader and integrity and radical re- self-responsibility. Um, I'm really curious to know more about why do you think this is what you stand for? You know, why is this your your message, um, you know, your thing to share with others? You've given it some thought or is there something coming up in you right now? Yeah, you know, I, to me, um, I think it, I feel this way because I feel like there's several pieces of myself that are kind of integrating together at this stage in my life. Um, when I look back at my adolescence and, and growing up, I um, I was both a rule follower and a rebel. You know, I kind of, I, I knew what the rules were and I figured out which rules I could break. And that was all based on what I really felt was integrity with me, in integrity with me. And, and I didn't know those words back then. It was more about what felt right. And um, always with respect, right? I was always respectful of authority and, you know, my parents and, and all of that. Um, but I really did whatever I wanted. <laughs> and I don't have any regrets about that. I, I feel like it served me well. And, um, and I did find that as I went through, like I went to college and then after college, I kind of was checking all the boxes. I was the good student. I went through all the motions. I got the grades. I got the degree. And then I got the job. And I was moving up my resume and and um, trying to be that definition of success as the world defined it. And um, all the while, I was kind of the work hard, play hard type of girl. And um, it wasn't until I became a mom that I was like, ooh, everything shifted for me and my priorities completely changed. And, and in turn, my values shifted. Um, you know, that, that um, uh, title on my resume or that raise, that financial raise that I got didn't matter to me at all compared to 
being able to stay home and be with my baby. And yeah, so I, I recognize the shift. Yeah. <clears throat> when I, what I love, I would jump in. What I hear is I lost, you know, you lost touch, right? You lost touch with, like you had it, you had it back when you were a kid or an adolescent or a young adult listening to that part of you, that intuition, the, the, what you knew, what was right for you, you know, even if it meant breaking a rule here or there. Um, and it's like, is it, it's as if you fell out of that or you, 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 you know, covered it up with the grades and the resumes and it was your, it's like your journey back to that. Right. And through motherhood, it sounds like was one of those portals. Let me come back to what's true for me. What are my values? What do I stand for? Mm. Yeah, and really, like, I kind of describe it as I was very in my masculine up until it was my late 20s when I first became a mother. And then all of a sudden, it was like my, 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 my oldest, the daughter I spoke about earlier, she is this beautiful feminine force in my life and was from the day she was conceived, I swear. And um, she just cracked open this feminine piece of me. And so what that really was, it was kind of the same, right? That the kind of feminine feminist in me was like, wait a minute, you're going to give up your, your career to, to be a stay at home mom. Like, what does that mean about you? And, and, and I had to stop listening to the outside expectations of what it meant for me to be a powerful woman and say a powerful woman is a woman that stands strong in her choice. And that was my choice. And it wasn't just my choice. It was my husband's as well. We were then a family unit and we, you know, sat together and I, I said, I want to stay home and raise our children. And I said, I'm willing to sacrifice whatever, you know, whatever that might mean. And I'm willing to, to find creative ways to do, you know, to, to, meet our own definition of success as a family. And he was 100% supportive and, and that's what we did. And I went on to have two more kids in, in the next three years. <laughs> oh, right. I love it. You knew, you found your way. You knew what was important to you. You started listening to that. And I, I think it's a completely like quotable quote that, you know, a, a powerful woman is a woman who stands uh, confidently in her truth or in her choices. And I, I just think that's so so important because again that's how often we can be led astray or we can fall out of integrity with who we are um if we listen to well that's what that means isn't that what that means over there without asking ourselves and it keeps coming back to asking ourselves what does it mean to me because here's i think this is the other thing that i love about integrity and, and i love your thoughts on it which is it's also a word i i gravitate towards and i'm still really um just exploring and um, and all the various ways it shows up in my life. And I think there's a part of me that has had a definition of integrity um, in terms of, you know, kind of doing the right thing almost, or, you know, I'm in integrity when I, it can be like when I follow the rules or when I'm uh, an up, you know, um, uh, an upright citizen, you know, something that I, I, there's for me anyway, an essence of that in that word. Um, mm. And at least one of the ways I have interpreted it for myself. And I think what's really great and powerful about our conversation is 
much like what a powerful woman stands for, integrity does not mean, at least what I'm learning now, it does not mean I'm doing things the way others would do them or agree with them or would like me to do them. It starts from me. And then am I being mm -hmm. integrous with myself? Um, so I just, there's, I think there's a lot around integrity, at least in my world, where there can be some misconceptions. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I just caught myself doing this this morning, actually. Um, I had to rearrange my schedule a little bit, right? Because I'm, I, I'm, I'm having a, a rosacea flare-up. My skin is reacting to these new products I've been using. And so I needed to squeeze my, myself into the dermatologist this morning. And because of that, I um, was late for a client call. And that is out of integrity for me. Like, I have a process that I go through when I work with people, and it's very similar to you. I like to ground in first and really clear my energy so I can be present for them. And I just knew I, it, with the timing, I wasn't going to be able to do that. And I was beating myself up mentally. Um, and what I realized was, um, that la inner language of my own was out of integrity for me. You know, I was doing the very best that I could and I had a physical thing going on and I was, I was trying to deal with that while managing all the other things that I manage. And um, I had to give myself permission and forgive myself. I had to give myself permission to be gentle with myself and to allow my client to give me grace which is a beautiful gift. Um, and that, but it took a very conscious step of, of saying, okay, even your own inner language can be out of integrity. I love that because that when you were, as you were saying, I was like, oh my gosh, yeah. It's like as if our own definition, our own um, language around it can, it, it doesn't even have to be outside of ourselves, right? But now all of a sudden we can, we can twist it and turn it. And now, oh my gosh, I'm being out of integrity with myself because this is what I said I would do. And again, being in integrity um, is, to your point, it's doing your best. It's being real. Mm -hmm. And for you in that moment, being real meant, I'm here. I may be late. I'm here. I took, you know, I mean, that was being real in that moment. So what a beautiful example of how we, um, we can, again, consciously catch ourselves because it's a, our mind, our ego, whatever you want to call it, that, that part of ourselves that tends to beat us up and tends to you know, um, keep us separate from the truth, really sneaky. And so it's, it can get mm -hmm. sneaky too. And, and well, no, 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 you're being in integrity. Um, but only in these ways, you know, only if you do it this way. And so I think that was really a wonderful example and a gift to us mm. to go, well, where else am I doing that? Um, in my own life, I think that's, yeah. that's powerful. Yeah. And again, I love that by you allowed your client to extend you grace, which is a gift. Because again, how often I know for myself, am I thinking, oh, you know, I, I want to avoid that at all costs. And um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's actually really powerful to allow someone to, to be the recipient of that, to allow someone mm -hmm. to give us that a gift to both Absolutely. of us. Absolutely. I think that's another piece of integrity is walking your talk. Right. And, and, this is a lot of what I talk to women and men about is the willingness to receive, to ask for what you need and be open to fully receive it, which 
traditionally has been very challenging for me. This is part of my own work that I continue to do. And so I sent that resistance to even asking that from my client and, it, you know, in this case. And I realized that that resistance is this kind of self-inflicted rule again. What are the rules that I'm playing with? Are the rules, do these rules apply to me? In this case, um, it doesn't. The rule that um, I am the giver in this relationship, you know, maybe there is a real gift for my client in them being able to extend me grace and me being able to receive it. Maybe them seeing me act in that way is going to help them to do that in their own lives. Like, there aren't any mistakes. Where Every experience we have can be a teacher for us if we're open to it. And Amen, sister. Right now, right <laughs> yeah. Now. <laughs> oh, that's so beautiful. And I think, and again, you're offering us that. And how it's it, what I'm hearing about our whole conversation is, first of all, it, um, exploration, curiosity, um, breaking down our our beliefs, our definitions, right? So even when it comes back to what are, what do I stand for? What are my values? And then not getting so overly attached to those that those then begin to uh, imprison us or keep us, um, you know, kind of out of alignment later, right? I mean, yes, your value may be um, to honor your client and their time, and that's a value of yours. And if we get so attached to that, then we may miss the other one, which is what you experienced today, um, to receive, to ask for help. So I just think it's, it's, for me, what I'm hearing is this ongoing ongoing conversation with ourselves, ongoing questioning. And, and that is where we find the lessons in every moment and in every experience when we're open to and it. And that's the radical personal ra responsibility. Yes. Yeah. And exactly. Like you said, it's not easy. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not. No, we're painting the picture. And here's the thing. You're right. It's not easy. And isn't it, I hope, powerful and inspiring to others to say, okay, it's not easy. And here are all these people who are doing it. I mean, you're doing it. I'm doing it. And we're, we're doing it, right? So, you know, so many people listening, they're doing it already. And so I think there can be some encouragement and some um, reminders and, and inspiration in that as well. Mm -hmm. Gosh. Yeah. Inspiration is one of my favorite words and, and inspire and, and all of that. And, and um, I think showing up in our realness, to me, that is the best way to inspire. I love to be inspired and I love to inspire. And, and I think that word real is such a core piece of it because we are humans, you know, we, we're, we're spirits having human experiences and, and each and every one of us is unique in that. And, but it can all be a teacher if we're willing to look at it that way. Um, and that's mm -hmm. and kind of our responsibility as we grow into the fullest version of ourselves here in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. Being real. I love it. Oh, so those listening, you being real mm -hmm. is how we inspire. And that I will say it's true. And you can, you can ask yourself that question and look around who inspires you. 
Um, and you'll start to see, at least in my life, when I did that, it's the people who are stepping up as who they are. They are not apologizing, um, you know, and they walk their talk. And and I just, I love it. So, uh, so much of what we talked about came full circle, which is just the power and the magic of these conversations. Um, and before we shift gears, I just want to ask and see if there's something else coming through you. What If there's something more to be said around integrity and responsibility and all the things that we've talked about so far no the only thing that came up because we talked about some of the the way that we can use integrity in times of challenge and and how it's not always easy and all of that that it just i felt like i wanted to say that the feeling of reflecting back and knowing that I've been in integrity with myself is so fulfilling. It is um, this feeling of of elation and just like gentle bliss, like um, it makes it so worth it, you know? So even though there may be a lot of quote unquote work um, or it is a lot of self-reflection and and all of that it's really awesome it feels really good <laughs> yeah <laughs> well and and oh yes the elation you talk about and it's palpable and i also love that it's because we are we can look at what we've done who we've been without guilt without shame because let's be honest those feelings that so many of us are plagued with come mm-hmm. i believe from the source of not being true to ourselves. Um, and so if we can, and again, no matter what that looks like on the outside, or even sometimes according to our own inner language, if it's true to who we are in that moment, there's really no room for guilt or shame. And I think that's pretty powerful too. Yeah, absolutely. I just wrote that down. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, good. This is, that's what these conversations are all about. So um, as we shift gears, I'd love to, you know, ask you a few questions so that our audience gets to know you a little better and we, we find out what really inspires and lights you up. And so the first question I ask is who is a source of inspiration for you and why? Well, my children are sources of inspiration for me because I watch them out walking in the world trying to figure out who they are um, and being willing to have these conversations with me helps me learn a lot about myself. And and I really believe it's helping them to grow up to be um, people of strong character. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You even said earlier how to be a teenager these these days. Uh, I can't imagine, nor do I wish it upon anyone. So um, <laughs> those who are lucky enough to have you as their mother or a woman like you, then they're, they're off on a, they, they're off to a great start. And I even heard you say earlier that they are, uh, you coach them and yet they are your greatest teachers. And that's so powerful, mm-hmm. right? For all of us to hear. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Um, second question is what place or activity most inspires you right now? Mm. Nature always. Um, I have a goal in 2017 to take myself on little writing retreats uh, once a month. 
um, I have a little vintage camper, like a, one of those little canned ham campers. Her name is Rosebud. And I got her as my little kind of getaway vehicle, <laughs> if you will. And um, I just hitch her on the back of my minivan and we go and find different spots. And I say we, it's so funny. I talk to her, I talk about her like she's another person. <laughs> um, but I go camping and just really to wake up in nature and fall asleep in nature um, is so inspiring to me. It's so grounding. Um, it takes me away from all that noise of the outside world and out of my regular routine and, and um, allows me to really kind of do those deep dives of exploration in myself. And that's what I like to write about. So that mm -hmm. is uh, definitely my inspiration. I so I, I mute myself while you're speaking so you can't hear me laughing in the background but I was so tickled by that and I just love Rosebud already and seeing you two uh, gallivanting off into the forest and into the into the woods so beautiful um awesome and I can't wait to see what writings come through you during those times you're so inspired um how about talking about writings and books and do you have a favorite book and maybe you have many, but what, what book comes to mind in this moment that has been um, inspirational to you? Yeah, there's a lot. I have um, anything by uh, Carolyn Mace or Mace. I'm not exactly sure the proper way to say her name, but anatomy of the spirit is kind of one of my Bibles, if you will. Um, along with way back in the day, I read a book called the mother trip. Um, and that was the first book that really kind of gave me permission to break some of those rules about being a mom um, that I had kind of learned from my own mother and from society and watching other mothers. So that is one that is dog-eared and highlighted all over the place. Um, I love it. I love it. Mother Trip. And, um, and you said, uh, what's the, other, the name of the other book is? Anatomy of the Spirit. Anatomy of the Spirit. Yes. Okay. Those are, and that's what I also love about this question is how I get so many different answers and I'm introduced to so many books and that's what's magical. I mean, I think for me, it's like, well, if it's been transformational to me, it's everyone's heard of it. And then it's like, oh no, not necessarily, you know, and that's, right. that's the magic of right. why we write and why we teach. And um, so I, it's great. And yet when something sparks my interest, I always make sure to note it down and, um, Mother trip, that sounds really powerful, especially for any mothers to be or even current mothers out there. Um, great. So let's learn a little bit more what you're up to. Is there anything that you're creating or working on right now that's inspiring you? Mm, yes. Um, this year I am writing I'm really back to nature again. Um, I am working with themes with each season and then a theme within each month. So. Um, and to begin every season, so in March, the end of March at the spring equinox, I'll do, and I'll do this at every turn of the season, a free webinar where I talk about the energies of that season and how we can kind of plan our lives in alignment with the energies of nature. Um, you know, we, we were made to kind of flow in the same rhythm as nature in wintertime, we're supposed to be more introspective and, and springtime is a time for new growth and kind of this explosion of creativity. 
Um, so really kind of allowing ourselves to flow with the rhythms of nature in our own lives. That is really exciting me. And, and every month I have kind of a different topic that I write about in my blog and um, just to kind of get people thinking about how they can holistically create lives of, of harmony that are um, in, in the same gentle rhythm and cycle as Mother Nature. Mm, that's awesome. And I love how nature has really just been a through line for us from the very beginning. So such a powerful teacher, such a powerful mm. teacher. So that sounds excellent. Um, and I've certainly seen some of your webinars, at least in the past, and you just offer up so much, so much wisdom. So, um, okay. So for those who want to learn more Thank about you. that or learn more about your welcome, learn more about what you're doing, how they can find your blog, all those things, where do they go? How can they find you? Mm. Um, my blog and all my musings are on my website, which is kristinzegers.com. It's C-R-I-S-T-I-N-Z-E-G-E-R-S. My name is spelled a little differently. Um, and then I also can be found on Facebook. Um, you can look up Kristen Zegers on Facebook and on Instagram as well. Fantastic. Awesome. And if you're listening to this and you see it, I'll link um, of course, to her as well. So you can click that or just go on out and find her. Um, yeah, you won't be, I don't think you'll be disappointed at all. And I know you offer coaching mm -hmm. and other sorts of ways that people can work with you and learn from you and be inspired by you. Mm -hmm. So all sorts of ways. Yeah, absolutely. And hopefully a book yeah. or something in the future that we'll get to share with the world as well. So many good things. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. yes. Well, thank you so much for being here. And for all of you who listen in, um, if it's your first time or your 15th time, I, I'm so grateful. This is such a passion of mine to create this space, to share this space, um, to extend it to all of you who listen. Uh, you can certainly subscribe to the show, Being Inspired, and on iTunes if you have not done so already. Um, and I'd love to have you back each week. We have many more guests yet to come. So come on over, listen in. We'd be glad to have you. And until next time, many blessings. of the brokenness inside